America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in a uh, foot. I was going to put him in a uh, foot. I was going to put him in a uh, foot. Mr. President, allow me to help you out here. I think the word you're looking for is deceived. America, as a nation, is deceived. And we're going to examine that today on this edition of the program. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to our Tuesday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I've got several stories in front of me today, and I'm going to do my best to get to all of them because they pretty much are intertwined with each other. And I want to share with you information that will maybe give you a better understanding of why I consider our nation, the United States, and let's be honest, Canada falls into this, Australia falls into this, United Kingdom falls into this, New Zealand falls into this, France, Germany, you name it. In the Western world, the word deceived is probably the best word I can come up with to explain what we are seeing. Deceived. Many Americans believe things that are not true. They have been indoctrinated. They have been hit by the news media, by a never-ending parade of people screaming in their face, it's fake news, it's been debunked even when it has not been, on not just one issue, but countless issues. We have an education system, and I'll speak for the United States, and I'm sure it is the same elsewhere. If you're a listener in Canada, I'm sure you could send me an email and describe a similar set of circumstances in your nation. Or if you're living and listening in Australia or the United Kingdom or somewhere in Europe, you would probably have to agree that today education has moved into indoctrination. To give you an example, and I'm not going to get into this story, but we happened to notice, and I had seen it yesterday afternoon, and a couple of the nighttime news commentators mentioned it. This mother that spent $300 a day on a deprogrammer to salvage what was left of her daughter after being a graduate of one of the finer universities in this country. A once Christian university, I might add, but no longer like many that used to be Christian schools, have now thrown out Christianity, have adopted socialism, and I can I would do, dare say even Satanism, and I'll explain why I say that in a little bit. They celebrate every sin and they just they just reel and loathe at anything that is decent or honorable. It's all about the agenda. It is all about the agenda. There's a lot going on in terms of information, misinformation, indoctrination, and people that just don't know what to think. Now, I'm going to add something to this. This wasn't universal 50 years ago, but I I was very blessed in two ways. Number one, 
I came up in a Christian school, kindergarten through the eighth grade. I spent my high school years, because we had moved to a small town in upstate New York, I went to a public high school. And, and I will say one thing about the high school in which I attended, which you're going to find very different than high schools in most places that I've seen today. Many of the teachers that I had in high school, they went to church. They were very honorable and decent people. They loved their profession. They actually cared about their students. My ninth grade English teacher used to, well, chide me. She was a sweet woman. I still remember her name, Marietta Hobkirk. And she was the wife of the pastor of the Presbyterian Church in our community. And she would always say, someday they need to invent a machine to help you with your spelling. You're a wonderful writer. You're a gifted orator, but you have a issue with spelling. You must be good at math, which is true. Math was an easy course for me compared to to memorizing the English language, which makes no logical sense to me. Today, I'm not sure how many teachers that belong to teachers unions in states like California and New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, how many of these teachers really care about their students like the teachers did a couple of generations ago? I think that we have seen example after example, especially in school boards. There are some school boards now that want to have their meetings, their their school board meetings online so they do not have to face the wrath and the anger of the public for the garbage and the just junk that they're teaching students today in the schools. Instead of giving them an education, they want them steeped in critical race theory. They want them to to believe that genders are transitory and maybe you're born in the wrong body and your parents don't even need to know about it, we will help you. Those are reprobate school boards. And I think that if you live in a community where this is happening, it's time for you to consider running for school board or find someone that will. You need to dump and get rid of every one of these reprobates on your school board. Because they're making the decisions on what the public schools teach, and then they get on their websites, they get on the news, and they flat out lie to you how great they are, how wonderful their programs are, and many of them have what look like very attractive programs. But then I I look at these incredible graduation rates, unheard of when I went to school. Then you find out, What they're really doing is social promotion. You have functional illiterates walking around with all these wonderful, colorful cords around their neck like they're academic scholars that can't read at a fourth grade level, know nothing about American history, can't even balance a checkbook, but these are the graduates that are somehow getting on into college. And as long as you adopt certain topics and and courses you too can be indoctrinated we have been deceived as a nation 
for way too long. And the worst part is the media, much of the mainstream media across the United States, Canada, Western Europe, the world, the whole Western world is in the tank. And it's all about money, position, power, and greed. Companies like Apple and Google, they're not your friends. That company that came out with the Macintosh computer way back when is not the same company it was 30 and 40 years ago. The company that revolutionized the world with an iPhone, a little computerized phone in your hand, that pretty well over time along with the Android phone put the competing phone, the BlackBerry, totally out of business and shut them down. They're no longer your friend. They're a part of that Silicon Tech indoctrination organization that wants you in lockstep. These companies are run by people that I, I'm going to come out and say it. I'm not making a judgment. I'm just saying by what they say from their mouths and by their actions. They act like godless, uncaring people. Now, let me give you an example about Apple. You know, Apple, they make their phones where? In China, of course. What isn't made in China anymore? And right now, in China, there is a little bit of upheaval. People are protesting these mandatory coronavirus lockdowns that do not work. There is not one tiny shred of evidence anywhere in the world that is legitimate that show that anything with, a lock, with these lockdowns work. And people in China, after three years, are getting a little fed up. They live under a dictatorship. They live under fear. Their bank accounts can be shut off. Their privileges can be shut off. Their jobs can be cut off. And they can disappear into gulags where they're, they become forced labor to make your iPhone. And we tolerate this and we fund it with American money because, well... Worthless American corporations looking to save a buck, they look the other way when it comes to moral issues. They don't care. They're so greedy. They're demonic. Well, let me say what's happening with Apple in China. Remember, they make their phones in China, and a lot of Chinese people are allowed to have an Apple iPhone. It's a privilege if you are obedient to your slave master government. Now, the Apple phone, the iPhone, has as an application called AirDrop. Now, this is a file sharing tune, a, a tool that was used by protesters in China to communicate freely without the risk of censorship because the tool only connects directly between devices creating a private social network that cannot be monitored by government internet regulators. So what did Apple do? Well, they cut it off because the Chinese government, to whom they are indebted to, told them to. And there's some updates coming. So in other words, Apple that 
claims that free speech and and the right of protest is so vital to the world shuts it down in China when their masters, their demonic masters say these people cannot have their say. They must be abused. They must be shut down. They must be silenced and you must cooperate. And so Apple bows down to their lord and master, the Chinese government. And we keep buying their phones and their computers, primarily because we don't have a whole lot of choice, sadly, and make China richer as we become debtors and poorer. It's not going to end well. But now, Apple, of course, back during mm, 2020, during the George Floyd protest, when people were actually dying in America. By the way, nobody was killed in the January 6th riot, as they call it, or insurrection. Every time I see an MSNBC reporter talk about how many people died, they're nothing but filthy, unadulterated, worthless, garbagey liars. Nobody died, except a protester shot by the Capitol Police. And that protester was a woman, tiny little gal that was unarmed. What about Sicknick? You know, they had him at the Capitol Rotunda. He died of, he died of a stroke that had nothing to do the next day because he was a walking time bomb. He would have died regardless had January 6th ever occurred or not. Yet the lying, filthy media in this country, the disgusting reprobates that get their face on a TV set, he was beaten to death by these evil insurrectionists with a fire extinguisher, and that turned out to be an absolute lie. A total fabrication. It never happened. And then... The soon-to-be former Speaker of the House, the good Catholic from San Francisco, who made her money on inside trading because of her position in the United States House of Representatives. Yeah, the good Catholic that believes in taxpayer-funded abortion right up until the moment of birth. And the fact the Catholic Church does not excommunicate her, I I hope I'm not going to get a Roman Catholic upset, but I'm going to say it. If the Church does not excommunicate her and every pro-abortion politician that is seeking to make abortion legal up into and even after birth, if these people are not excommunicated, then the Church has no authority any longer. It is a dead church dead. I mean rotting corpse in fine raiment with great stained glass windows, dead. It is diseased. It is dying. You have a Jesuit pope who I consider an agent of the Antichrist. I came out and said it. Who allows and and will meet with people like Nancy Pelosi. Oh, he talks a good game on, on life issues, but when it comes to enforcing it, and standing up for something, some bishops have, but they get silenced by the Vatican. The Vatican's been taken over by the Antichrist. Sorry, the Jesuits are an order of the Antichrist. Always have been, always will be. 
They're a cancer. I'll do another do a story on that some other day. You have people like Nancy Pelosi that put Sicknick's body in the Capitol Rotunda because he died in the service of protecting the House of Representatives. And it was all a lie. It was all for optics, which MSNBC just lapped it up like a dog laps up its vomit. CNN, no better. NBC, CBS, they all, all covered the story of, of this poor soul at the Capitol Rotunda who died saving this the House of Representatives when they were certifying the election of the savior of our nation, Joseph Robinette Biden. What a bunch of liars. What a bunch of fakes, frauds, and phonies. Then you got Google. Now remember first, you know, Apple was more, they never shut down their communication systems during the Floyd riots where actual buildings were burned, people lost their businesses, people were seriously injured, fire, firemen were injured, cars were set on fire, and people really did die. Did Apple um, restrict their file sharing network? Of course not. This is important for a democracy to have the right of protest. Then you have the United Kingdom. They're wanting to find a way to ban private messaging. Oh, yeah. The UK's media regulator, Ofcom, they're going to be getting more surveillance powers than even the spy agencies have in the United Kingdom. And it's all in the name of safety. The Nazis use that all the time. Get on the cattle car. It's for your safety. Under the name Online Safety Bill, this legislation allows them to force tech companies to clamp down on things that they call child abuse and here's where it gets a little bit iffy terrorist content by end-to-end encrypted messaging platforms like whatsapp signal telegram and facebook messenger and they want all these communications scanned and then if certain keywords appear well you have to you know Notify the authorities. Now, it all sounds good. Child abuse, terrorist content. Until you begin to tear the bill apart to understand what is considered terrorist content. That would include whistleblowers and journalists. That could be terrorist because it could be considered anti-government. It could be information about saying, you know, these vaccines don't work. You're a terrorist. You're going against the official narrative. Do you see the slippery slope that we're on? And then, of course, there's Google. Gotta love Google. Now, here's one of those stories you're probably not going to find even on Fox News or Newsmax or anywhere. You might, but I doubt it. 
this is a court case that just settled. The Federal Trade Commission settled with Google and iHeartMedia over some radio advertising and promos. Now, so what's this all about? Well, let me tell you. Remember Google, the one that screams, you know, we have to have no fake news. We must shut down anything that's a lie, anything that could be misconstrued, anything that might be, well, not telling the truth. Google is in a bit of trouble. And they're settling with the uh, with regulators. And so is iHeartMedia one of the largest owner of radio stations in the United States. I call them I hate radio, not I hate media. (laughs) I mean, they, they have done more to destroy the radio industry as we know it than any other company that I'm aware of. So let me tell you what got Google and iHeart Media into some hot water. Remember, these are the ones that want to tell you that you can't spread fake news. You can't lie. Not on our platforms. There was a promotion put together by Google and iHeartMedia. And they were paying influencers to promote Google's Pixel 4 phone. And they wanted these radio personalities and what have you to offer testimony on their purported use of these smartphone devices. Now, the truth is, The truth is, none of the paid influencers ever used the devices. Among those who made false statements about their experience with the phones were, like I say, radio personalities and and other influencers hired by iHeartMedia and Google. And there were like 29,000 various commercial radio spots that ran on iHeartRadio stations across the country. Now, Google paid iHeartMedia $2.6 million to record and broadcast the commercial spots, which included radio personalities and other, quote, media influencers. And Google spent another $2 million for commercial spots that were aired on smaller radio networks, though those stations and networks were were not named by the FTC because the networks had not actually produced the content. Now, here's what the complaint says. The script provided by, you know, Google, the honest broker here, (laughs) had their talent read where they touted using the Google Pixel 4 unique camera and photographic software. And the talent would say they took photos inside radio stations, captured family events, even photographed a rare spotted owl that just happened to land in my backyard. Well, none of it ever happened. It was all a lie. One big fat lie. None of these radio personalities ever had a Google Pixel 4 phone. You want to know why? When they were doing these advertisements, the phone was not even on the market yet. It was all part of a promotion for a phone that was not even for sale. Because see, some of the people that wanted to have a firsthand experience, there were a few radio announcers that said, hey, before I put my voice on this, can I see the phone? No, can't be done. We don't have any. 
In other words, Google lied. They paid millions of dollars to buy radio advertising to lie to you. And then they have the audacity and the gall to try to censor and filter information on the Internet. Trust me, when you Google something, they decide what you see and what you don't see. And the things they don't want you to see are buried so far down the list, they obscure the truth. Google is a bunch of fraudulent overpaid, overpriced liars that control too much of your life. We've allowed these monsters to be built like Apple and Google. Pretty much all of Silicon Valley. And they, like the um, social media giants, like Facebook, up until recently, Twitter, enjoyed this right of censorship and exemptions that were only carved out for social media in the 1990s. I'm going to tell you something. The House of Representatives better for the next five straight years pass a bill trying to eliminate Section 230 that allows these tech giants to act both as you can't sue us and we can do as we please. We are both a publisher and a forum. You can't sue us and we can, in other words, they, they've they made themselves so protected, which made sense in 1996 before any of this stuff ever came online. So if the you know, these tiny new companies could survive... Makes sense to me. But that time has long since passed, and what we've created is an absolute demonic monster that controls too much of what you're allowed to see and hear. And then as we were talking about yesterday in Canada, the idea that government will just throw all this money at these big media outlets that, shall we say, obey and become propaganda outlets... And they dare want to say that little voices like mine or websites, you're not news media, you're just commentary. Well, we have news and comment. How dare you say we're not? Just because I don't say what you want me to say, like a puppet, and I will never just say what you want me to say because, I, <laughs> because I'm forced to, I don't do that. I've spent the last two and a half years exposing the lies in high places that the mainstream media chooses to ignore because they love to to eat at the trough of money and greed, power and position. I mean, I, I got a kick Thanksgiving Day. I didn't see it when it happened, but I saw the replay later of the gal waiting for the telephone call from from President Biden. It was all staged. And it was a total failure. And that little smile, she was so giddy, I get to talk to a leftist president because I'm a leftist little tool myself. I have other words that I could use, but I'd rather not. That pretty well aptly describe the actions of this reporter at We are lied to 
And there's a reason we're lied to. And there's a deeper agenda than just iHeartMedia and Google wanting to make money by lying about a phone that you can't that didn't even exist, but they were saying, oh, I've used the phone and it's just got incredible software and what a quality picture. You got to go out there and get one today. All recorded before the phone was even on the market. All a big fat lie. So, yep, Joe Biden, you were right when you said America can be described in one word, and that word is deceived. We are deceived by the media. We are deceived by social media. We are deceived by the online giants. We are deceived by our own government. Got a few examples we'll share on the other side of the break coming up. How you're lied to on a daily basis. And they scream at people like me, fake news all debunked and none of it's true. Not a bit of it. Notice they want to change the COVID narrative now. They're trying to, they're trying to, you know, rewrite history on what they did at the CDC. Because the narrative is beginning to collapse. Yet the governments are still trying to hold on to face diapering. Oh, we must have our kids face diaper for school. It'll save them from the coronavirus. And there's not one stinking study anywhere in the world to prove that was true. You know, Fauci lied to the American people when he started endorsing everybody wearing a face covering. Look at the package when you bought your little face diapers at Walmart. It says, not usable to stop a virus. It doesn't work. We've known it for 50 years they don't work. That's been studied for 50, a half a century of knowledge thrown away for political expediency. All I can say, Dr. Fauci, when... You retire from office. You better not leave the country. You need to speak to the American people under oath. And I don't want to hear about this Fifth Amendment stuff. You work for the government. Answer the questions. The man belongs in prison, not in retirement. And I believe that over time, that'll become increasingly obvious. You're lied to. And I want to keep this program on the air to expose to expose the lies to you. You're not going to find out from Google. You're not going to find out from Apple or Facebook. You're not going to find it out from MSNBC or any of the major networks or the New York Times or Washington Post or any of those papers. You're not going to get the truth. It's all a propaganda machine the likes of which Nazi Germany never could have dreamed possible. And instead of Goebbels having to oversee the movie industry and ride them hard, here we have a willing movie industry that as long as they could be perverted, they'll tote the message that a leftist government wants. As long as they can use foul language and sexual material stuff that would have been considered years ago pornography and violence, they get away with it as long as they tow the company line. Now, I've gone a little long, and I need to spend another moment here on something. And I, before you just turn it off, and if you're listening on a podcast, advance away. Please understand... 
we are at the end of the month of November and we are running behind going into the month of December. I know there have been holidays. I know the economy's rough. But I believe that if everybody that listened to this program on a regular basis gave just a little tiny amount, whether they do it online, whether they do it in the mail, this program would not just be able to be sustained, it could actually grow and increase the audience size. And that's why I desperately need to hear from you as soon as I can. Like I say, we are running behind and I'm getting a little bit concerned. And I know it's been a tough year. I, we, we're feeling it ourselves. But if you can help in any little way, would you consider writing a check today? Make it payable to Ancient Word Radio or a money order if that's easy. And mail it to Post Office Box 510. P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, Chilhowee, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319-24319, and for those that find it more convenient, you can also support us from our website which is truth, the number two ponder.com. That is truth, the number two ponder.com. I'm telling you, this has been one of the roughest times that I've gone through in the two plus years we've been doing the radio program. And I understand a lot of people are having the same issue. It's not just me. But if you can find it in your heart to help, help me out, to keep us going, it is appreciated now more than ever. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The enemy on the defense. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out. I'm receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Mark 1, 24, the demons say to Messiah, have you come to destroy us? That's a strange thing. What's strange about it? It's amazing. You think that demons are scary things, but they're not scaring Yeshua, Jesus at all. They're not contesting with him. They're not, they're just scared of him. They're totally scared. A whole legion, a whole legion, and they're scared. They're totally on the defense. And that's the truth. See, we act as if the enemy were in charge or he can do all sorts of things or he's something to be afraid of, you know, but this reveals the enemy's actually on the defense, certainly in the face of Messiah. And if you're in Messiah, then he's on the defense with regard to you. Of course, he doesn't let on. He, he, he will never tell you that. And few enemies will let on on that they're really scared of you. But he can't fool Messiah, but he tries to fool us. He wants you to believe that you're on the losing side. He wants you to believe you're defeated, you're finished, you're, you're going to lose. But you have to stand and take the authority of the word to overcome. Messiah didn't believe the lies of the enemy, and he didn't spend much time arguing. He just cast out the legion without a word. See, you need to have the same attitude. We are not only conquerors, we're more than conquerors. That means the enemy is more than defeated, and you're more than blessed. So live more than confident, more than victorious, more than powerful, more than joyous, because the enemy is on the defense when it comes to Messiah. And if you're in Messiah's will, a Messiah in you, then you are more than a conqueror. Be on the offense. Now, 
the free gift for you. The most incredible, awesome mystery of the temple doors on CD and Sapphire is guaranteed to give you the power of living victorious walk in God. All free. How do you get these gifts all free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is a real Hebrew name, Yeshua, when you dial it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 for your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, my friend, you're on this earth for a great purpose, to be a blessing. So I invite you to join me in bringing the greatest blessings to the unreached peoples of the world, salvation to five continents. It's amazing. Imagine you can blanket this planet with the gospel. You can. This is the farthest way your life can ever impact the world for the gospel. Shory Radio, it's amazing. We do it every week. You can too. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write me direct. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Walk with a king and be a blessing and a victorious conqueror in Messiah, Yeshua. The diversity of this community, as distinct as the Bogodas of the Bronx, as beautiful as the Blossoms of Miami, and as unique as the breakfast tacos here in San Antonio. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to Taco Tuesday. You know, if a conservative had made a speech like Jill Biden did, they would be condemned in the media. They would be absolutely condemned. But there's a double standard when it comes to leftists. Got a few news stories in front of me I want to share. And before I forget, this is one story that I kind of wanted to get into yesterday and we ran out of time. And I don't want to run out of time on this one again today. Though I'm sure by tomorrow and Thursday there'll be more developments on this story and I'll then give you more of my my thoughts and why this particular story actually does matter. Right now, and as I record this program, I'm not sure what the, well, I kind of know what the outcome is going to be. It's a foregone conclusion. But a lot of you are not aware of what's happening in Washington, D.C. right now. There is a, a bill that'll be voted on in the United States Senate to protect same-sex and interracial marriage. Now, the interracial part is not an issue, but same-sex to me is still a problem as a Christian. It really is. Marriage came from the church to the state. The state never was the author of marriage. This is my first problem. The state has no business, zero, none, nada, nothing. Marriage was ordained by God, not by the state. And you didn't even need a license in a state until recent years when states figured out they could charge money for you to have to buy a license. States like Virginia require even ministers to file and pay for a license to perform weddings in the state of Virginia, which is ludicrous. I believe the state should have been forbidden in the Constitution to get involved if, let me put it this way, 
Marriage predates the United States. It predates the English Empire. It predates all of it. It is a religious right, not a civil one. We've created a civil right. We've created this, when I say right, I'm spelling it R-I-T-E, and built traditions and industries around it like wedding chapels and venues and dresses and all of it that people spend way too much money on. for a state-sanctioned contract. What we need to do is stop calling it a marriage or a wedding. Those are biblical terms. They're religious terms. But see, this bill, what it really will end up doing, and there's some Republicans, this is why I'm saying the rhino class must be defeated any opportunity we get when they come up for re-election. That's why I despise Mitch McConnell. A real conservative was running in Alaska, and he spent money to support the filthy, stinking rhino that will shaft you and stab you in the back, like Mitch McConnell does. I can't stand the man. He's a fraud and a phony. He just is. He is no better, in my opinion, than Joe Biden was when he was a senator, an opportunist of the highest order. Sticks his finger in the air. Which way is the wind blowing today? That's what I'll say. And see, what this bill is going to do, it's going to set a national requirement that states must legalize same-sex marriage. It requires individual states to, of course, recognize other states' legal marriage. So in the event that the Supreme Court ever overturns the 2015 decision that legalized same-sex marriage. And what this would ensure is simply this, that a state could eventually pass a law to ban a same-sex marriage, like maybe South Carolina might. I'm not so certain anymore. Or Georgia. Definitely not certain. But that state would still be required to recognize a same-sex marriage from another state. Now, that legislation cleared a hurdle earlier this month when the Senate voted 62 to 37 to break a filibuster. Now, that's concerning. That meant 12 Republicans had to sign on board. 12. 12 rhinos signed on board for this atrocious bill. I find that very concerning. And and nobody wants to talk about who the ones are on the Republican side that supported bringing this abomination of a bill to the Senate floor and to break the filibuster. They should have let it die. Because, see, that bill would never pass the House as easily next year, and it may not pass the Senate. But no, while the opportunity is there, let the reprobates do their job let them let them slime their way in and destroy from within like a cancer the god-given institution of marriage and what is surprising are not all of the names but some of the names on the list of those that supported this so let's go down the list of people some of course you're going to agree yeah we knew they would 
like Senator Susan Collins, the rhino from Maine. And she's one of three GOP senators that worked with a group of Democrats to spearhead the legislation. Then you got Senator Rob Portman from another rhino from Ohio. And he's been supporting same-sex marriage way back in 2013. You know, you can call it whatever you want, but get the state out of it. I don't want states or churches to have to deal with this. And see, now they're trying to maybe carve in a little exception for religious. You watch, it'll fail. It's just all a bunch of noise. Yeah, let's get a religious exemption in there. If that fails, then you know these rhinos intended for this to happen. Senator Tom Tillis, rhino from North Carolina. Senator Roy Blunt, rhino from Missouri, who's going to retire so he doesn't have to deal with the consequences. He had actually said he wanted lawmakers to wait until after the elections to gain you know, momentum on this because he knew that if they were running on this, they could be hurt. Yeah. And, and by the way, you know, like I say, we had Richard Burr, Republican rhino from North Carolina. Senator Shelley Moore, Capito, a rhino from West Virginia. Now, Senator Shelley Capito had previously argued that the Supreme Court's decision in 2015 should have been left to the states. But in a statement supporting the bill, echoed that criticism by saying the judiciary cannot be the policymaking entity. Yeah, but you're passing a bill that's going to be make it, it's just going to destroy marriage. Then you got Senator Cynthia Loomis, rhino from Wyoming, supporting the bill. And she goes, as a Christian and a conservative, ensuring that the religious liberties of people in Wyoming are protected. If you want to protect religious liberty, get the state and the federal government out of the marriage business to begin with. Stop doing this silliness. Just say the best way to fix it. Fine. If a reprobate church wants to violate the scriptures, spit in the face of God, give God the finger and do same sex marriages, so be it. But get the state out of it. Let God condemn those individuals as he will. Then you got Lisa Mikowski, the big rhino from Alaska that McConnell sunk money into over a real conservative. Mitch, the lapdog of Democrats. Then the slimy Mitt Romney, rhino from Utah, supported this. Yeah, he did. And so what, so what does Mittens have to say? Well, I believe in traditional marriage. The Supreme Court decision is and has been the law of the land on which upon the LGBT community have relied. That's what he wrote in his statement. And this legislation provides certainty for many LGBTQ Americans and signals that Congress and I esteem and love all of our fellow Americans. Well, I love my fellow Americans, but I think what they're doing is damnable sin. And I can't support that, mittens. 
In other words, you're saying, I don't care about your soul. I don't care about you. I love you. May you go to hell in peace. That's what you're doing. Then another rhino, Dan Sullivan in Alaska. Senator Ted Young, rhino from Indiana. Senator Johnny Ernst, rhino from Iowa. Yeah, this is the wall of shame for those that have voted to move this thing forward. Had these senators, had four of them never gotten involved in this, or actually three, this bill would not be moving forward. So you can thank Mitch McConnell for supporting people like Murkowski, frauds like Susan Collins. There are a few other names that may be supporting this that'll come out, and we'll talk about it tomorrow. When I record this program, I'm not sure what the vote will be. But by tomorrow, we should know more. Yeah, we're a deceived country. If somebody had said in 1972, why do we have weddings for two men? You'd be laughed at. You'd be laughed at as this is just unnatural. This is insane. Now you're being told it's the law of the land. And our public schools are telling our children it's all normal to have two daddies and two mommies and this and that and the other. And by the way, somewhere in the womb, you may have been the wrong gender. You knew that when you were in the womb. You knew when you were like at four months in the womb that you have a girl's body, but you're really a boy and we're going to fix it. And don't tell your mom and dad, we'll fix it for you. The same people that believe in killing a child up until the moment of birth and many even up to a month or so after birth. The devil comes to kill, steal and destroy. The devil's in our schools. The devil is in our government. The devil is in our media. You can laugh at me and I don't care. Because I know where I stand on these issues. And so marriage being redefined. History being rewritten. Little side note here. It started not that many weeks ago with one of the first little editorials in the Atlantic saying, you know, we must learn to forgive and forget on all the mistakes we made on the coronavirus. Well, I got news for you. The more you learn, the more you realize these were not mistakes. These were intentional policies in spite of the scientific evidence. Fauci lied about face masks. The CDC lied. The president lied. They all lie. They don't work. They're, matter of fact, in Anthony Fauci's deposition last week, when asked why he supported the idea of wearing a face covering, what scientific evidence and studies did he rely on? He goes, uh, there were none. And that's true because there are no studies to confirm it, but there are plenty of studies to dispute it. It's politics, pretending it's science, follow the money. So Fauci could never name any studies showing a mask was effective. 
even when he at first said they don't work because he did rely on what he knew as a practicing doctor, physician, that they don't. But suddenly they all capitulated on that. Why? Why? The problem you're going to run into now, I really believe, is the COVID narrative of all the things we did, all the fear that we shared, the policies that were put in place is beginning to collapse. It is beginning to collapse. And understand something. So much about a coronavirus, COVID-19, we didn't have to do much of what we did because the science of COVID was known through experience with influenza and knowledge of other similar viruses. We'd known it for years. And we threw all of that out and did things we had never done before. Why? Why? And if you argued or debated or said, you know, science doesn't say a face mask work. Why are we being forced to wear them? There's no science saying walking in the same direction in a grocery store stops the spread of COVID. None of it was, it was all, it was all theater. And people were in dire fear. There is so much about COVID that was rooted in politics and not science, rooted in greed and money and power and not science. But it reminds you of what was said in Davos, Switzerland. And understand that the World Economic Forum is nothing but a PR operation that really goes back to organizations like the Club of Rome, the Nature Trust, the Worldwide World Wildlife Fund, the Stockholm United Nations Earth Day Conference, all of these things that want to limit growth and have more control. They go back to the days of David Rockefeller, the former chairman of the Chase Manhattan Bank, who has had more influence than anybody that I can think of in modern history that set in motion all of these organizations we're talking about today. The Club of Rome was something founded by David Rockefeller in 1968. And they published a deeply flawed report on limits to growth, which predicted the end of civilization because of our rapid population growth and the fixed resources such as oil. We were all supposed to be dead a long time ago. And they keep pushing and pushing. In 1973, Klaus Schwab had his third annual little Davos business leader meeting. He was a nothing back then until the Club of Rome and David Rockefeller got involved and said the earth has a cancer and the cancer is mankind. And they have been pumping money into Davos and basically prostituting themselves to the world to get the leaders in, to be indoctrinated. One of the greatest satanic operations ever known. Things like UN Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, the 2020 Davos Great Reset, all of these are interlinked. All of these are satanically inspired. We are coming to a time 
where the worshipers of the earth and the Moloch worshipers that want children dead are converging. Because see, I believe that these gods that the ancients worshipped are still around today, but they're not gods, they're demons. They are demonic. They are Luciferian. What God wants you to sacrifice a newborn infant and burn it painfully to death so you can have prosperity. The same God that wants a woman to go into an operating room to have a child butchered in the womb. Same God. Same same promise of better life and prosperity. Except with the science of today, we can silence the screams. The same God that wants to push same-sex marriage, same gods that want to push transgenderism and mutilating young children, destroying their bodies and reproductive abilities to kill and destroy. I've spent yesterday and today talking about the news. Tomorrow we'll kind of finish the updates. Thursday and Friday, we change direction as has been our habit on this program for the last several weeks. We move from a message of despair to a message of hope. We illuminate the issue and then we talk about what do we do about it? How do we be prepared? We are living in a very precarious time, the likes of which I have never seen before in my lifetime. I'm 68 and I will continue to do this radio program. By the way, a couple of things I'm working on real fast. Eventually, I'm going to have a couple little videos on the website. Yeah, I've got the gear. I just have not had the time. I've had it for a long time. But between health issues and doing the radio program and the move, and I just haven't had the time to touch it. We need to grow this ministry in ways, and we need to grow and build churches. Those are the two things that are really on my heart and my mind. I need your help to do it all. We're in a position, the worst I can remember, in two and a half years. Would you consider supporting this radio ministry? If you can do it, you can go to our website, truth2ponder.com. You can get our mailing address and other ways to support us. If you're not online, write this down. Our mailing address is Truth to Ponder, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, or money order. Once again, the mailing address, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E. Chilhowee, Virginia. The zip code in Chilhowee is 24319. That is 24319. And we will see you again tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, truth the number two and the word ponder.com that's truth the number two ponder.com truth to ponder shining the light of truth in a darkening world